Oh, we're in. Okay. All right. It's a Thursday, September 17th, and welcome to the stream. What a difference, man. Uh, the T- TME team has been hard at work. FallDinnerSeries.com. FallDinnerSeries.com. Where is it, Brian? It's on our website at TheModernEater.com. you got to check that out. All right. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Faith Johnson in studio. Studio Kitchen, Colorado. And uh, Brian Freeman in a remote location at an undisclosed location not near you. Brian, you're up in the bunker in the mountains. It's good to see your face. I am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good I'll to hear your tell voice you what, we are so excited and Rennie, the energy level is up and why not? Chef Kyle Mendenhall joins us. It's the Big Red F Restaurant Group and we haven't talked to you in quite some time, but we welcome you back to the Modern Eater Show. Chef, how are you? And I'm great, guys. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Summer Dinner Series, You first year you jumped in, Summer Dinner Series, it changes lives. It really does. Just connecting folks with their agriculture, their chefs, purveyors, local community. That was pre-COVID, Chef, and that was really something that was important to all of us at The Modern Eater, not only us but yourselves and the other like-minded chefs that joined us. But that sense of community is bigger and better and stronger than it ever has been right now because of the outbreak, because of COVID, and it's really taught us a couple of lessons about our neighbors, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like you said, except for uh, we're, we're closer, but we're slightly more apart these days. <laughs> yeah, physically. You're on a Zoom call. What a difference a year makes. And as I was just doing a little hearkening back and reminiscing, you want to hear something funny, Chef? I don't know how funny it is, but it's a real stark difference. Do you know what was going on in your life on August 12th of 2019? So about a year ago. Here's what a headline was. What Colorado Top Chef cooks what, what a tol- Colorado top chef cooks when they go camping. And that was a news article. <laughs> I mean, talk about simpler, less confused, life made sense. Talk about this past year in your life, in others' lives, and what we've taken in, and just the changes that one year has made. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean a, a lot goes on in a year regardless, let alone this super high concentration of all sorts of crazy enough craziness in the last six months, you know? Uh, I mean, we've gone from everything from completely, you know, practically shutting down all of our places, all of our operations, you know, furloughing people, the whole shebang to, to rebuilding everything all over again in just a few months and different and more efficient and better. I mean, so if you would have told me last year that, Hey, you know, coming up, we're going to concentrate a complete flip of everything in just a couple months. Are you down for it? I probably would have had a heart attack. <laughs> but this way, this way, you know, the people in this industry were scrappers, man. We're, we're used to we're used to trying to, you know, not trying, but having to figure it out. And so that's what we've done, man. We've figured it out how to stay alive, how to keep doing what we do, making people happy, feeling good about ourselves and the connections we have with the people that are in the industry. Um, you know, it was probably some of the hardest work I've done in, in, in my life. Absolutely. Well, absolutely well said. And just in a time where the only thing that's certain is uncertainty and, and people are, uh, really just grasping for any kind of traction and pivoting has been, 
a, a word that's been ringing through everybody's ears of how do you pivot, how do you adapt, how do you stay relevant, how do you keep connected to your customer, how do you not be so presumptuous that your customer's going to stay connected to you. So, I mean, literally talk about what needed to be done to prune the tree. And when you look at the Big Red F restaurant group, I bet a lot of that pruning had to take place within the past six months. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, we consolidated down. We were concentrated. You know, there were a fortunate few of us that were able to keep our jobs, you know, through this thing. And um, and, and it meant anything and everything. I mean, you know, I, I certainly, I, I'm not normally anyway, but I mean, I wasn't above anything. You know, I was bagging you know, chicken to go at the post restaurants because those restaurants really supported us through, through the difficult time. Um, you know, everybody was literally doing everything that they could possibly do. And when we concentrated down, it meant that, you know, everybody wore a bunch of different hats. And in order to do that, you know, we, we had to shrink down a little bit, but Surprisingly, you know, when we started getting our feet back under us, started opening again, when, when dining rooms opened again with limited capacity and patios and things like that, we turned right back to all of our people and brought on as many of them as one, as, as, as many of them that wanted to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, and so really for us, it, it was a good time to just know who was really, you know, part of the family who wanted to be there with us to help rebuild. Yeah, Brian. Uh, can I ask? Do you um, how how are you down? Are you even? Where where do you guys stand as an organization? Financially? Yeah, I mean, well, just number as sales wise, are you guys? You oh know, yeah, I mean, sales are sales are drastically different, but but we've also I mean we've also reduced some hours of operation, right? We've re and because of that, we've concentrated our staff, and so so you know, as far as profitability goes, uh, you know, there's maybe a, a sliver there, but that's only because we've made really drastic moves. I mean, I, I, a lot of other people don't have that kind of ability to be so nimble. Um, but you know, compared to last year, yeah, everything's significantly down. And I mean, and I'm talking about like, you know, we're eking it by, but still, you know, still we've had people that have, you know, allowed us to hold off paying rent, you know, paying our leases, uh, paying, you know, paying bills. So there's still a bucket of that stuff that we're, we're slowly starting to chip away at. I mean, because those, you know, first three months or whatever, I mean, was a, was a huge hit and it's going to take a while to come back, but we're, we're, we're clawing at it. We're creeping by little bit by little bit every day. It's um, great to hear. Great to we're, hear. we're catching up chef Kyle Mendenhall, a uh, big red F restaurant group. And for those that, don't know. They go, what? First of all, where's Chef Ben? Where's Chef Kyle? When you Google your name, <laughs> Chef, I don't know whether you know this or not, but if you go Chef Kyle Mendenhall, the next thing that pops up is new job. New job. Like, <laughs> what, what, people are like, where, where is this dude working? What's he doing? Is he chefing around somewhere? Is he, is he big time? Did he leave the country? Is he, is he back to playing the oboe? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah there you go. So this that is, one wouldn't have hit the news. <laughs> this, this has not been a recent thing, but you have joined the Big Red F. Could you talk about, uh, for folks that don't know, what the Big Red F is and also what you do with them? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Big Red F is a restaurant group. Um, it's based here in Boulder. 
Um, but we have restaurants in Denver. We have a restaurant for Collins, Colorado Springs. So really Colorado focused. And then we also have, uh, uh, one of our restaurants out in Kansas City. So the Big Red F restaurant group is kind of has three different arms to it. The first arm is all the Jack's seafood restaurants. Um, and there is like six of those, uh, mostly in Colorado and then the one in Kansas City. And then we have the post chicken and beer restaurants, uh, you know, Longmont, Lafayette, Boulder, and down in Denver. And then we have what we like to call, we call them the one-off uh, concept. So they're all the ones that, that are, you know, individually their own concept. And that's Centro on Pearl Street in Boulder, um, Weston Tavern on Pearl Street in Boulder, Zolo uh, Grill, you know, been around in Boulder for 26 years. And then also Lola down in Denver, which is a coastal Mexican. So got a really broad range of restaurants, 14 restaurants in total. Um, and my, my role, you know, I've been with the company now for about a year and a half, uh, which has felt like five years given, you know, the past handful of months. And my role is executive chef for the company. Um, and I have some really great partners that are directors, uh, of those various concepts. And I also work a lot hand in hand with, uh, Sheila Lucero, who is also a very prominent, you know, Denver chef. And she's our, um, she's our culinary director. So her, her and I um, kind of manage, um, you know, the food programs and guidance counseling and everything else that comes along with, uh, with you know, being being a manager in in these restaurants. Wow, I love each and every one of those locations. Uh, it is very broad and vast, from one concept to the next. I see that you have an apron on. Are you are you throwing pans around? Are yeah. You, are, are, are you cooking I'm these things? I'm throwing a few pans around today. Yeah, me and Marcello, the sous chef over here at Centro, are uh, getting ready for uh, getting ready for uh, hey. dinner service tonight. He's he's whacking down some tuna over there. You can see. Oh, nice. That should have been the opening shot, go, Jay. Well, I, I was trying. Go over there and let me see him stab <laughs> this tuna a little bit, <laughs> chef. I mean, you know, I was trying for. Just, uh, don't don't stop, <laughs> chef. Just cut that. Oh, go that's berserk. A beautiful piece of fish. That's too. Oh God, what a be- that is, man. Dude, I like I like a. You're gonna feel to the test right now. Yeah, yeah tell us. <laughs> uh, sh- there's that laugh I love. There's that laugh, <laughs> chef. You t- did it. You made it happen. <laughs> I know. Talk about this guy right here. I'd like to know more about this gentleman that we're watching work. Marcello. Yeah, Marcello, you know, he's, he's the man. He holds it down here at Central Forest along with Chef Gabe. But Chef Gabe's, uh, you know, pretending he's on a beach somewhere today, I think, probably sitting out on his patio like Brian is right now. <laughs> spell. Yeah, right? Chef, Chef Marcello. So spell, Marcello's holding it down. Spell his name real quick. M-A-R-C-E-L-L-O. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you have a dinner coming up with us. I can tell you guys that are watching, falldinnerseries.com. That'll be all the information. Faith Johnson's our website gal, has done a great job of getting all of this information up for you to be able to join us. We have quite the lineup. I'm going to falldinnerseries.com, too, so I can tell you what the lineup is. And uh, Sushi Chef, Sushi Words of my life. Who is it? Sushi chef extraordinaire. Chef Corey Baker is going to join us for the fall dinner series to open it off on Monday night, September 28th. Then our guy, here he is. He's with us right now. Tuesday, September 29th, Chef Kyle Mendenhall. Wednesday, September 30th, Chef Alex Seidel. Uh, Thursday, October 1st, 
first, Chef Scott Hibernith from Angelo's Taverna and Carboy. Friday, October 2nd, and this chef is such a wonderful person, Chef Rebecca Weitzman. And uh, she is holding down Logan Street right now, doing a wonderful job. She's hosting the whole series along with the Carboy and Logan Street and Angelo's group. They're wonderful people. It's going to be a great time. A uh, notification for your dinner just came in right now through Eventbrite. Chef Kyle Mendenhall, Big Red F. Now, we got an email from you yesterday saying, hey, I was tempted to just do a vegetarian <laughs> meal altogether. <laughs> are, are you doing veggie? Is veggie forward really what you're looking at these days? Tell me about your, your style these days. I mean, uh, I mean, my style these days, I mean, it's it's really hard to pinpoint because it's always evolving, right? I'm one of those people that likes to continue to learn and continue to explore, you know, building on all the things of the past and moving towards something different down the road. But, you know, in the end, it's really just all about making tasty food, right? If, you know, I could do whatever I think is the most amazing thing in the world. And if it's not tasty, then it's not, nothing's going to happen. So, I mean, that said, I mean, I guess these days I tend to gravitate more towards you know, specific vegetables. When I saw that list of all those awesome places you guys are going to go visit and things you're going to pick up, man, I mean, it's just, I start seeing, oh, man, I, I, I can't wait to get some chilies back, you know. I can't wait to get some, some apples back. I can't wait to get these things going. And, you know, ironically, I mean, my, my mind doesn't necessarily go to like, oh, man, I'm, I'm craving beef right now or I'm craving you know, lamb right now. Not always. I, I tend to look at, like, vegetables first. Um, and especially when we're in this part of the season in Colorado and those things for that, you know, for that early fall kind of late summer season are some, are, are, is a time when some of my favorite vegetables are really popping off, you know, all the chilies, you know, tomatoes right now are also, you know, in Colorado, the season happens so much later. So, um, you know, corn, I mean, squashes are coming on now. So we're getting all that fall uh, produce starting to come through too. So, you know, it's, I, I, I mean, I'm an avid meat eater and I love, I love red meat. And, you know, I think that, um, it's not that it's, you know, it's a one note kind of thing because it, it definitely can be very different depending on how it's raised or what type of cut or what muscle it's from. But, but with, you know, vegetables, you, you get this amazing variety and things. And I also like, you know, showing people some things they haven't seen before. You know, I wanted, I put bok choy on the menu because I think a lot of chefs don't know how to work with bok choy. I think a lot of, I think a lot of, you know, people out there don't go to the grocery store and buy bok choy in what, America. What are you doing so with I bok think, choy on your menu? I, oh, so the uh, Pueblo green chili, bok choy, and borage. So uh, grilled Harper feeder lamb sirloin, that's the fourth course. Bok choy, I really only right. put in, I put in bok choy in like a fish soup or something like that. How do you work with bok choy? And it's great for that. I mean, bok choy, it's, it's, it's a brassica, right? It's in the family of brassicas. It's the same family where you get, you know, broccoli and cauliflower and mustard greens and stuff like that. So it's got like a really, it's got some depth of flavor to it. What I really like about bok choy too is it's got a great texture, right? And you're talking about putting it in, in a, in a fish stew or something like that. That's often used that way because you get it, it holds its integrity and you still get a nice crunch and a nice bite with it. And for me, I also just think, you know, it's a beautiful looking vegetable. So my thought for the dinner is I'm going to take, take these baby bok choy heads and I'm going to, I'm going to whack them in half and probably, you know, give them a quick, 
kiss on the grill just a little bit because I like the way that like brassicas taste with a little bit of char and a little bit of grill. And I think it's going to go, I think it's going to go really great with that lamb. And I think it's going to go super great with, uh, with these green chilies, you know, that Colorado has, you know, such an amazing, uh, type of green chili that comes out of Pueblo. Um, and, and it's spicy, it's meaty, it's fruity, it's juicy. So I'm really, uh, I'm excited about putting those things together and maybe, you know, letting people see things in a different light, you know, something that they're not used to seeing before. Do you mind, how are you on time? Can we have just a few more minutes of your time and go over, uh, talk about the menu, talk about food, talk about where we're sourcing it from. Uh, we do need to break away for just a couple of minutes here, Chef. Chef Kyle Mendenhall, Big Red yep. F Restaurant Group. It's a pleasure to just reconnect with him. Brian Freeman, he's up at the Brian Freeman place right now. We're going to bo- uh, break away. Come right back. FallDinnerSeries.com. Get on the same page with us. Take a look at the menus. The orders are coming in. Thank you very much. We'd, we can't wait to see it, Chef Kyle Mendenhall's dinner and others. Um, take a look at the whole week. I think you'll really enjoy it. I love to look and talk at menu, talk about menus. That's what we'll do when we come back. Right here, the Modern Eater Show continues. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. <laughs> hey, Dave Thibodeau here. <laughs> Hey, friends of the Modern Eater, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing and Peach Street Distillers. I wanted to let you know that our new brew distillery is up and running again in Boulder. And we've got a uh, great selection of Ska beers, nearly 30 on tap. We've also got all of our Peach Street spirits available, a great mixology program that we brought down from the, from the Western Slope and Palisade. We're open limited hours, Wednesday through Friday from 3 to 10. And then we open up earlier at 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday and get some brunch action rolling. We have two great patios. Socially distant seating is available. And you can always check for more information at scostreet.com and hope we become your new favorite neighborhood spot. And I'd like to meet you there in the not-too-distant future for a beer or a drink soon. So take care, be healthy, and stay strong. And I'll talk to you later. Hi guys, it's Cody Ann from Aspen Baking Company. We specialize in fresh, preservative-free, amazing bread. But with all the food news, go right here to the Modern Eater. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado. Your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back 
to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Terrible. Okay, back to Kyle Mendenhall in just a moment, and Brian Freeman as well. Myself and Jay Parker are here in the studio, Studio Kitchen Colorado on a Thursday. I'll tell you what, pouring beer and delicious Colorado craft beer, you don't get any better. But it has to taste the way the brewer intended it to taste, Jay. Yes, it does. You can't pour an efficient yeah. beer because if you're pouring an efficient beer, what are you doing, my boy? You are pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. It's an easy phone call away. Even if you ha- if you have maintenance that needs to be done, the build out of your dreams are out of line. Water, uh, nitro, coffee, wine, kombucha, get it up to par. Anything, anything that you want to pull down pour. on a handle and, and pour out of a, uh, out of a tap, Jeff Rorch, your guy. Don't pour tacky beer. He's the most trusted man in the business. 20 years, he's a family man. Talk about community. Talk about local. Talk about trusted. Talk about Jeff Rorch. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke, A-plus beverage solutions. Back at it. Brian, Greg, Jay, and Kyle Mendenhall. All right, Chef, I want to talk some food with you, my man. You sent over two menus. We got a revised version. That revised version is up. Do you have your menu in front of you, Chef? Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Nice. I remember it. I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay, let's see. Well, let's see if you remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, night two. Well, it's, it's, it's there. <laughs> okay, you got it. Fall dinner series menu, night two. Chef Kyle Mendenhall, he's rejoining us. And truly, this is you're not cooking in front of anybody like this at, at all right now, are you? No. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean obviously – I mean, the nature of our industry right now doesn't really allow that. But I've also, you know, I've been, you know, I kind of took a step back and been managing a, a, a bit more and giving some guidance to some younger chefs and things like that. So, uh, you know, I guess when you get busy doing that, there's a little bit less time to go out and cook and do fun dinners like this. Yeah. And, and I'm glad so that I'm you- excited. Thank you. I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, under these circumstances, you don't see much of that. And we're very cognizant of it. And we just came out of the summer dinner series, which I believe was a great success with our team. And just the thoughtfulness of how do you do, how do you create an experience? How do you do this right? So we knew the ingredients of summer dinner series with the chefs, the purveyors, the distilleries, the brewers, the wineries. We knew we could get all those things up and then do it the modern eater style to where we stream it and put it together. But how do you do it now? So with uh, highly uh, appointed, very spacious alfresco dining. We have Logan Street's outdoor patio. We're building a kitchen for this outdoor, Chef. That's how we do it. So it's all going to be outdoors. That's, how, that's the only way I like to cook, man. <laughs> so you're going to have it or all the out preferred there. preferred way. Yeah, you're going to have hand sink, hot and cold storage. You're going to have a range. Uh, you're going to have a Yoder grill. It, you're going to be locked and loaded. And uh, it's going to be a great time. And here's going to be the uh, menu with the food. So first course, Chef, if you will. Yeah, I, um, you know, I mean, it's a great time of year for beets. Um, beets, you know, have always been kind of an underutilized vegetable, in my opinion. And I think they, you know, they, they're not appealing to everyone because of a lot of the times the way that it's been prepared. So, um, what I like to do is I take a whole beet and I pack it in what we call a salt dough, which is essentially just uh, flour and salt and maybe some aromatics and cook it in the oven. And what happens is it creates a seal around the beet. And so no, 
none of its flavor, right, is escaping. And it's actually like self-steaming itself. Um, and what it does is it gives it this beat that's just amazing, pure texture, flavor, um, keeps a beautiful color. So I really wanted to just kind of show that off as, as something fun to do with a, a, a vegetable as simple as just a beet. Um, and, you know, we got Fruition Farms partnered up with us. And so using some of their sheep's milk ricotta, I mean, that stuff is like gold, man. It is absolutely delicious. So, and, you know, beets and ricotta are a pretty, you know, common combination. They go well together. And then, um, you know, wanted to throw some fun things in there, too, that maybe people haven't seen. You know, we got a little bit of Colorado honey with some fresh horseradish, just a little bit, just to give it a little mm. bit of a, of, a, of a bite, of a spice to it. And then um, at home, in, in my garden at home, um, my wife grows a lot of flowers, and we have, uh, we have citrus-laced marigolds. And marigolds are actually an edible flower. Um, but what I really love is they have, they have a, a small little leaf that almost looks like a fern. And, um, and it tastes like you're eating orange zest when you eat this leaf. And orange and beet is another really good sort of combination. And so I'm going to pick some of these leaves from my garden and we're going to garnish the beet dish with that. A little poppy seed on top for a little bit of texture, for a little bit of color, a little bit of flavor. So, um, you know, one of my most favorite dishes to do, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to sharing that with everybody. Well, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, Brian, doesn't that sound, del- I mean, first course, that first course, Jay, you look at it and you say, okay, that's delicious. It looks hearty. It looks delicious. It's got everything you need. All right, eat that, go home. The dinner's over, Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, first up, for, no, there's more. No, there's more. That's first course. Okay, I need to mention libations provided by Meridium Spirits, Tommy Knocker Brewery, and Carboy Winery. So we've got the goods. We got the goody goodies coming mm-hmm. up with you too. Uh, second course, chef, if you would. Yeah, um, I mean, this is the this has been a great year for for beans in Colorado. So uh, I'm really excited to highlight beans. And, um, you know, you're going to the Patrico Farms, and they've got some Harry Covers, which I've heard this is just uh, and seen. I mean, it's just been a stellar year for the, the small French green bean, the Harry Covert. So I wanted to do a salad with those. We've got some yellow wax beans in there. And then one of my most favorites is a dragon tongue bean, purely, if anything, just for the name, right? You know, I mean, how you know, you get to go in and eat at a restaurant and then come out of it saying, man, I ate dragon tongue something or other. <laughs> but it's a really cool bean. It's like yellow and purple. Um, so I was going to do a combination of those beans in a salad and then uh, with some daikon radish, some, some purple daikon radish, because that radish is going to give it a nice crunch. So the salad, the vegetables will be blanched and chilled. And then uh, I'm going to dress them with a little dressing made from sesame cherry vinegar, some shallot in there. And um, it, it sounds really simple, but it is a really delicious way to eat beans. Um, and, and instead of putting them in a casserole and baking the crap out of them, right, or eating them out of a can or something like that, I think it'll really be eye-opening for people to see that, you know, when you take these vegetables and just do simple stuff with them, how, how tasty and delicious they are. Um, in addition to that, you know, Put a little bit of crispy shallots on top, and then I have um, also on there is uh, is a garlic chive seed, and um, 
it's, which is kind of, you know, familiar words, but the garlic chive is an actual, is, is a plant. And I always explain it to people that it's somewhere in between a chive and garlic because, well, which is why it's called a garlic mm-hmm. chive, right? But, um, it has, it's an allium, right? So in the same family as all the onions and things like that and garlic as well. But it has a really unique flavor that has kind of like the best parts of garlic, but it's not too intense. Probably talking way too much about this, but it's no. so we grow them in my garden at home, and they went to seed, and I took those seeds and I uh, with their flour, which is amazingly delicious. Um, I put it in oil, so I basically essentially made this garlic chive seed oil that um, that I'll be finishing. I'll be finishing the beans with, and and I think it's going to be something that's just you know, going to blow people's minds. Do you remember this, Kyle? When I called you a next level he chef, I, I forgot. I haven't yeah. put that tag <laughs> out there since I had a meal from you at Arcana. Yeah, uh, and I want to mention yeah. that meal at Arcana because we were just our socks were blown out, and you you came and you sat down with us. Which thank you for that. That was really cool of you to of do. But just talking about your ethos and really your no-waste policies and just trying to utilize every single ingredient that you have and the cross-utilization that you do. And, and Brian, you're right on the money, that next-level thought process of how can you take this cuisine and bring it to the next level and really tell that story. But the dichotomies, the, the back and forth, the, you know, the, the, just the antithesis, the taste that complement, the taste that go against each other. Uh, just a very well thought out dish that that one is. I, I am looking forward to that. You mentioned gardening, chef, a couple of times. You've got a big garden at home. I mean, I, I have a couple raised beds, and I say I shouldn't say I have them because my my lovely wife has them, and I just go and you know pick strawberries from there every now and again. But she's really the the master gardener in our home. <laughs> That's good gardening. It's just I love it. And what are you gardening? What are you growing out there? I mean, like I said, it's mostly flowers, but me being a chef, I, I, I talked her into growing a whole bunch of edible flowers yeah. for me uh, so that I can use them in, uh, in situations like this. But we got strawberries, we have some peas going, tomatoes, uh, carrots. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually decent. quite a few different things for as small of a backyard as we have. Well, hey, the, listen, don't be jealous, and you could do this too sometime, but I'm a... Um a urban balcony jalapeno farmer. I, <laughs> That's right. I remember. That's awesome. <laughs> put put that one together. Hey, Jay, there's a few that's getting yield, and I'm, I am uh, reaping the rewards right now this time of year. Oh, I, bet. I got like four of them off there the other day. That's <laughs> good stuff. Hey. All right, uh, Brian, you're, I want you to do a little bit of cleanup, Brian, on the, the um, sourcing for the past couple of dishes, and then I'll try and keep it in mind as we finish this next third course. Then you can jump in, and, we'll, of course, we'll talk about uh, Frontier Trout Ranch as well. But talk about Petraco Farms and some of the places that we're going to get these things, like the shallots and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so the, the exactly, the beets. Um, and actually, we're going to be getting I'm Colorado honey for you from Clark's uh, Honey oh, Farm. You know, thank boy. you, thank you. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely. I'll make sure to put in a little extra for you. And then um, and then we're going more cabbage from Petraco and some apples from the Western Slope, and that's Talbot Farms. Um, and all those spices in between, the s- seeds, the poppy seeds and the caraway, 
are all going to be supplied by our friend Zach Johnson over at the Spice Guy. Um, yeah. And so that, that looks like, and as you said, the fruition farm, sheep uh, milk ricotta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Third course. Um, trout. Trout's on the menu. So it made it to the menu. You said, I work with Kermit a few times. Talk about uh, Frontier Trout Ranch, this dish. Uh, we added this dish to the menu. And you wanted some other chefs to play with the trout, too, but uh, we're happy to see that you jump back in here. What's interesting is usually we see trout skin on your menu, and uh, <laughs> it, it, did, it didn't make the menu. That's right. It didn't make the, it didn't make the menu. Um, you know, like I said, you got to grow, evolve, move on, do different things, but um, trout skin is a tasty thing when done right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I put it this way, you know, I worked at Arcana for three years and almost entirely only used Kermit's trout was the only fish on that menu. And number one, it was because it was from Colorado. Uh, number two is because it was from Kermit, who's just a great human being and a, and a solid individual that I'm good friends with. And, um, you know, number three is like, it was, it's the best farm-raised fish i've ever tasted mm-hmm. i'll put it that way um which is which is no simple thing to do so now um, i don't want to set so for you, me I, i'm sorry Sean, i was gonna say i don't want to set you up for this because then we get into a whole you know it's like climate change but you throw this out there to people that love food but you go okay farm fish or wild caught really chef you're gonna give props to some farmed fish um well, <laughs> go ahead it's true. It's true. And I mean, I've told Kermit this and he knows that, I mean, my priority is to, you know, operate seasonally and, and work with wild fish. That's my primary goal. But, you know, in Colorado, we don't, we don't really have that option as much, you know, and certainly we don't have that option tying it into our, our, our state, right. And to our local businesses. Um, I mean, I say that, but yes, we have lots of businesses that source fish and things like that, but we have no direct contact and Kermit, was the best direct comment contact and you know taste always trumps everything mm-hmm. right if it tastes good you're going to want it again you're going to want to work with it you're going to want to use it and so if if it was farm raised and it was bad or his practices were bad you know if he didn't have a million bug zappers around his ponds and stuff where he's harvesting bugs for these fish to eat and stuff like it i mean it sounds weird but i mean that's the way it naturally is those are that's the same thing those trout are going to be eaten anyway um and it's because of those reasons that you know it it is for me it's it's been one major exception is to work with a guy like kermit at frontier trout ranch so um you know i'm excited to work with it again for sure i I just always feel like I, i have to do it more justice than i've done it even in the past so there's some pressure there you want to hear something exciting is he's got he's raising char right now did you know right? that? I know. Isn't that well, cool? Well, we had talked a while back about him starting some some char, and I was like, dude, you, you need to do it. If it turns out, you know, like the trout, eh, people are going to go bonkers for it. We're hoping to get you a couple. 
Jay Just Parker. So you know. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, hey, that Chef, would be amazing. Chef Kyle Jay here. How you doing? I love you. Um, do me a favor. Describe that third <laughs> course, um, real quick. And I know Wait, that. Can I? I want to yeah. just backtrack on Kermit. So then jump in after this real quick okay. because what you just said right there, and I, I set you up for the question. It's not an easy one. Farmed versus wild caught, and there is just, there's a big culture behind just never farmed, never farmed culture. You're right. right. You have yeah. to. You have to know the person. You have to know their practices. You said all of the right things. We've gone down to Sawatch, Colorado, multiple times to see what that uh, practice is and what Kermit is all about and what he's doing. This isn't Frankenfish that he's working with or dealing with. He's not trying to do anything herky-jerky. He's trying to build the best. It's a resort for fish, for crying out loud. It is a trout (laughs) ranch. He is in the delicious fish, and it's sushi-grade, and it's controlled water. And if you talk about farming done right – it's got to be seen, and this is the exact reason why Kyle Mendenhall is talking about Kermit Krantz in our local community and on our food and beverage. But this is what it's all about, guys. And I don't mean to get all geeky or weird or anything, but this is why we do these dinner series is to highlight our brothers and sisters that are in our backyards that are doing great things. And for you, Chef Mendenhall, to say those great things, especially I know – your thought process and your ethos, that probably meant a lot to Kermit. So we'll make sure he gets that uh, sound clip uh, for sure. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry about oh, that. No, that's all right. I'm just going to say, uh, re- talking about sound clips, I'm going to cut up all these dishes, you know, and then put it out in his page oh, that's and cool. something like that like so it. that people can tune in and hear him describe each dish. So that being uh, said, okay, Chef, you've yep. done the first two. I need three, four, and five, and yep. I know you're short on time, so just do the third one. Yeah, so the third one is going to be coal-roasted cabbage. So one of my favorite things to do is take cabbage whole and just throw it right on some hot coals, let it go for a bit. Same kind of concept, like the, you lose some outer leaves, but really the sweetness of the cabbage uh, concentrates as it sort of cooks in its own juices with the protection of the outer leaves. So it comes out really sweet and having a really nutty flavor. So that's So we're going to do some cold cabbage on the dish. We're going to do a little, almost like a dressing with a little bit of the diced apple, a little toasted caraway, and some olive oil. And um, and then we're going to take the trout, and I, what I'd like to do is I'm going to just put a really light glaze of a little bit of miso on top of it and, and broil it. So, you know, almost a little kind of Asian-y influence. And then on the bottom, I'll do a little bit of like uh, brown butter with a little bit of white miso together. So that should tie it all in. So... You know, even though you're seeing cabbage and, and, and toasted caraway and things like that, but it's going to actually be on the sweeter, nuttier side. And I'm excited to see the trout come through uh, with those accompaniments. Mm. Does brown butter just mean halfway burnt butter? Yeah, what it is is, you know, butter, it's, it has milk solids, right? So you have milk solids that actually caramelize as you, as it, mm. as it, gets hotter and hotter and hotter, right, as it cooks. And what it does is it, it's the Maillard reaction. And so you get those nice brown bits in there that are really caramely flavored and super tasty. And, and for me, that's, that's a flavor that um, I could never not like. You got to keep an eye on that butter, huh, to get it to that exact point you want it? Yeah, the French do a beurre noisette, you know, which is pretty dark. It's almost like burnt and then and that's that's too much for me but a nice golden brown on that butter oh delicious i agree is there anything especially with fish brian freeman anything that sticks out in that course uh, sourcing wise 
Well, of course, the trout, you know, we're going back to Petraco because they've got all this. And then Talbot Farms is bringing us our apples again. Um, what's exciting, though, I'll tell you that butter's coming from our good friends over our new relationship with our friends at Royal Crest Area. Oh, fantastic. That's great. All right. Nice. Let, let's continue on to the uh, fourth and, and fifth course, if you would. So main main course right now. Um, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. G- give me two. T- <laughs> oh, Jay's, Jay's trying to mark these. Give me two seconds. I'm trying to get a, a, a couple of things uh, uh, in, in order here. What were you saying, Chef? Go ahead. About what? <laughs> Co- oh, course yeah. four. Here Co- we go. Course four, uh, grilled lamb sirloin. So one of my one of my favorite cuts of lamb is the sirloin. I think it's got um, it definitely has a big depth of flavor. You know, lamb as a whole is a pretty you know uh, tender wise. It's, it's pretty much the same kind of across the animal, right? You get into the shanks and things like that. There's more tender and stuff like that. But um, you know, as a whole, it's a it's a tender animal. But I really like the sirloin because it is a little bit more firm and you get a little bit more depth of flavor. And for me. Having that, you know, most all Colorado lamb is, is mild in flavor. It's fairly mild, but um, I think it stands up to being grilled really well. So I'm excited about marinating these sirloins and then getting them on the grill, you know, having it at a nice, you know, beautiful, juicy, like medium rare. And then, um, you know, I, I needed to, and I really wanted to find a way to incorporate green chili. You know, I, I almost thought about doing a version of the slopper, right? <laughs> if you guys know that dish, yes. the Pueblo, the Pueblo favorite. We, um, we but, just so interviewed maybe a, 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 Oh, nice. This is maybe like a long play on that where, you know, a nice uh, piece of grilled lamb. And then I wanted to make a green chili using those Pueblo chilies, um, you know, and a couple other different varieties, some tomatillos in there as well, a good amount of garlic. Um, and really kind of just do, you know, exploring this relationship of lamb and green chili together. And then the addition of the bok choy on there, I think it's going to be a lot of fun too, because it's almost going to bring those like kind of like more like nutty broccoli kind of notes to it. I just uh, heard belts break open everywhere at this point. And, you know, I mean, come hungry, obviously. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, we want you to have, have, um, uh, have your feel, fill, but these are just very well constructed dishes, and and um, we're you know we're not going to overfeed you, of course, but we're going to give you plenty of food. And this is, I am so looking forward to this, man. Uh, Brian, I know you are too. I can already. Oh tell. yeah. Well, I'm curious, Chef. Are have you ever used a Yoder grill with all charcoal? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that uh, after y'all mentioned that you're going to have it there. I, I've seen them. I've seen them in, in use, but I, I personally have not worked with one yet, so I'm looking forward to it. And it's You a, are going to be excited. Yeah, it's a Santa Maria, so you can raise or, raise or lower the, the fire, and, and oh, yeah. yeah, it'll be all set up for you, of course. Fifth course, this is where we go into it. And Bo and Era, these are great friends of ours, and we traveled to meet with them in June at the four corners of, the, of uh, Colorado, and just an interesting way that they grow. I mean, they order their water the day before chef to know what they're going to pipe in. And the, the, wow. it's so interesting how they farm out there, but bow and arrow, when you talk to chefs everywhere, their ears perk up because they know exactly the great quality Colorado product that they'll be getting out of the four corners. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I thought it would be a lot of fun um, in this last course to, you know, highlight, highlight cornmeal. Right. I mean, who, who does that really for dessert? Um, so I thought it would be fun to kind of take a different look at it, a different angle. 
Um, we currently work with the bow and arrow blue cornmeal now at, uh, over at Zolo. And, um, and I've kind of been tweaking some recipes for a while and have this really good cornbread that we, that we serve. And I'm, so I'm going to take that, I'm going to turn it in, I'm going to make it a little lighter, turn it into more like a cake. Um, and then, uh, you know, I also know that, uh, Talbot Farms grows a lot of grapes out in Palisades. So I was really hoping you guys might be able to bring me back some grapes because of what I'd like to do is I'd like to just simply roast them. Um, and then I have a little bit of, uh, grape syrup that I made from some grapes that are in my backyard. Um, and, and I'm, I'm hoping to combine those two with the roasted grapes, a little grape syrup. You got the cornbread and then I'm going to fill the cornbread with, uh, pumpkin diplomat cream. And a diplomat cream is, is rightfully so. It sounds kind of, um, you know, upper echelon, but it's, it's essentially pastry cream that has whipped cream folded into it. And so we're going to do that with a pie pumpkin flavor. I believe those pie pumpkins are also coming from Petreco. Um, and I just thought, man, you know, it's a super seasonal dish, and it's going to be a lot of fun for people to try these things a little bit differently. And, you know, using grapes in Colorado is highly underutilized as well. I mean, we actually have, certainly on the Western Slope, places that grow a lot of really good grapes. <laughs> Gosh, the world misses you right. making a menu every night for them. <laughs> he is. He is. Oh, come on. You guys are too good. Come on. Oh, I'll tell you gosh. what. All right. So it, it's all set up, and uh, Chef Kyle Mendenhall, there's no turning back now. This is uh, uh, our fall dinner series, <laughs> September 29th. It's a Tuesday. Tickets are selling fast. Get in on this menu. Get in on the community. Get in on just basically seeing – all these things come together the the brewer the distiller the winemaker the the chef the purveyors the farmer the rancher you're going to get a, a taste of all of these things hear their stories and uh, just in store for a wonderful night of eating and drinking with our friends so uh thanks for your time today chef uh I, i'll tell you to get my pleasure yeah you you spent way too much time with us sorry that we took so long but we really wanted to go through the menu and catch up <laughs> and all of those things uh you bet my best to the family we miss you we'll see you soon thank you and um continued yeah. success i yeah. hey, hey chef i just have one more thing that if you could do for me before you go because i it's been a while since of i course. talked to you can you do this i want to run a liner with chef kyle mendenhall on our show just in in the world so can you do something like uh hey modern eater fans uh, you're watching you know the, this the modern eater show i love you guys chef kyle mendenhall we'll see you around you know that sort of thing okay sure like right now. Anytime? Like, yeah, anytime you're ready. <laughs> like right now? Yeah. <laughs> I love the laugh. Hey, everybody. It's Kyle Mindenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Perfect. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Thank you, Chef, so much. All right, we'll see you soon. <laughs> September 29th, falldinnerseries.com. Chef Kyle Mendenhall. We love you, man. We'll see you soon. All right, yeah. Take care. Yeah, Bye. Good to see you, Kyle. Uh, Jay, what do you think? We'll take a quick break. Brian, you stick around. I have to hear this story. We we saved it. We thought it would be good. Jay, just set it up. You got neighbors oh. with a mariachi band in oh, their backyard. You really want me to and do you, it? Huh? And you want it? To, oh, yeah. You want to kick? Call the cops on your neighbors' mariachi band? So here, so here's the setup. Um, is I have new neighbors, and on Saturday night they had a mariachi band in their backyard. Now, it's normal. You know, 
it's wait. That's where you stop. That's the <sighs> setup. That's it. Your neighbors well, it, have a mariachi band it, on in a their sat- backyard. On a sat- Saturday this night. is a residential. That seems okay. You know, that seems and you're okay e- at first. first you're an easy going guy, though, right? I'm a super easy going. Okay, guy. we'll hear how easy going <laughs> and tolerant Jay is when we come back. The Modern Eater show continues. Hi guys, it's Rebecca Barry with Hot Schedules Powered by Four. With all of the recent COVID rules and regulations, you may feel like you have way too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, fortunately, Fourth is the leading hospitality provider and partner when it comes to onboarding HR, payroll, tax, and compliance needs. So that way you can keep all of those cooks in the kitchen and let us manage all of your administrative needs. That way you can focus back on your business and your growth plans. Give me a call for an analysis on how we can put that ROI back into your business and take those administrative burdens off your hands because nobody likes handling taxes. That's Rebecca.Berry at Forth.com, Rebecca.Berry at Forth.com. And hey, you know what's cool, guys? Keeping your mask on so that way we can keep our doors open. Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trouble with the Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. Hey, Colorado restaurant and food service operators. This is Rich O'Brien along with Pearson Shields over here at Elevation Food Service Reps. And uh, we wanted to let you guys know that at the end of the month on the 23rd and 24th here at our global headquarters in Park Hill, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, uh, we're going to be having our demo sale where you can buy great products gently used for an excellent price. And uh, we want to invite you over and, you know, chefs, I know you all know Pearson and uh, he can vouch that these are pretty good products. It's going to be a good price. No, absolutely. We, we used them, gently use them, and we're super excited. We're going to have some good food as well. Some well, by you. Some chicken. I, yeah. I'll be cooking. Yeah, so. we got Pearson cooking. And hey, excited. guys, come over this way, too. And uh, don't mind the young woman right there. She's just kind of hanging out and hiding. But uh, we have all this equipment here that we're going to be doing our best to sell and get out of here. So uh, any questions, give us a call over here. Here at Elevation, 303-750-3727 or at elevationfs.com. And if you have any questions about the equipment, just get Pearson a holler. Thanks, guys. Hey there, barbecue all-star. This is your year. So what if you weren't drafted? The only draft you need to be worried about is actually spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T. And it's adult for the word beer. It's barbecue season, baby. Now get out there and grill your ass off. Hey guys, it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720 725-5771. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new Abbey 4-Pack, featuring the four main products of Abbey and Trappist Breweries in Belgium. 
So there's the single, the double, the triple, and the quadruple. And let's talk about singles today. Singles or ankles are traditionally monks beers served at mealtimes and during the day. They're low in alcohol, three to five and a half percent, and they're often second runnings from uh, stronger beers like triples or quadruples. This one is 3.8% ABV, and it's made from the second runnings from our triple. So what they're known for is lightness and drinkability, their biscuity flavor with distinct hoppiness, and they're very refreshing. Great summer beers available at either brew's location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the metro area. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack today and take home some Belgian-style badassery. Back to the show in just a second, you guys. But uh, first, I want to talk about something I love. I love bread, and I specifically love Aspen Baking Company bread. Since 1994, they've been doing it better than anybody in the world. <laughs> Fresh bread. Have you ever walked into a bakery and just been like, "That's if I could bottle this smell and take it? You can. You buy a bunch of uh, 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 Aspen baking bread and you take it home and you just breathe it. Aspenbaking.com. <laughs> I'm, you know, I mean, I'm somewhat serious. Wow. You know, yeah. Um, Aspenbaking.com. Where do you buy it? Uh, well, you can buy online. You can uh, order direct. You can do the Amazon uh, Fresh if you're an Amazon uh, Fresh uh, type of person. Um, but basically, you guys, AspenBaking.com. What about it, restaurant it, if owners? You, if you Seems bake like it, they'd be perfect. they make it. Restaurant owners, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, restaurant owners and chefs? If you don't own your restaurant, talk to the restaurant owner. But if you yeah. own it, I mean, listen, there's a, there's a lot of chefs already using them because they know the difference yeah. between frozen bread and then you get it and have to thaw it or, or the company freezes yeah. it. And they you don't tell you. can order it and lie and say you baked it. Well, yeah, that's what I do. I mean, well, that's what I do. I buy everything and lie about where, you know, who made that's it. That's right. You yeah, know? date comes over. No, yeah. that's a TV dinner. Yeah, but the different, the only difference with that is is if you own a restaurant or a catering company or anything along yeah. those lines, you want to tell people that it's be, Aspen Baking. Aspenbaking.com. Um, and I say, if you bake it, they make it. Hashtag, how's your Aspen? Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, there's some passion there for bread. Back at look at no more chasing waterfalls. Even though he's showing rocks, Freeman, you know you're just, know, showing, you're us just showing us rocks. Oh, you're not seeing the waterfall. Yeah, show oh, us the waterfall. Sorry. Yeah, look at that. Give, give me a little heads up. I can't see why it's uh, it's yeah. on my computer there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where is Brian Freeman? You may ask yourself. A uh, uh, is he in a resort up in <laughs> Winter Park? Is that is that the Four Seasons in Aspen? No. Or am I just hanging out here? In my backyard with my dog. In my backyard with my dog. With my dog. With my 1989 uh, headphones on. Hey, hey, let me let you know. These are those bows. But they work. They work great. (laughs) I can't even do this with him right now. Everybody clap your hands. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see if he gets up with that cigar and start clapping. Are you really a cigar person, Freeman? Because if you are, I'm just now learning about it. Or is that a blunt? Because you look really squinty-eyed with that. No, no, definitely not a blunt. Um, It is a cigar. Got this in Florida with Greg. You did? Did you illegally transport that back? Is that what I'm hearing? I wouldn't say it was illegal. It was right in plain sight in my suitcase. But, okay. but you know, <laughs> I've been trying to do things that I haven't been doing. And so I today and yesterday, I got one of these cigars because I haven't done that in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And then I got this. 
Are you drinking is, and smoking <laughs> at like yeah, noon? What yeah. time is it? Three? Yeah, you turn 60 and you so, just retire, yeah. huh? So your day's over is what you're saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got to go back to building this. Um, I am building a, a Murphy bed. Yeah, I'll bet you're installing it in my house. You're putting together an IKEA 12-piece yeah. uh, oh, twin bed. Oh, I wish. I ordered this bed. My we're we're redoing our basements yeah. to add more beds. I've got a lot of kids in this family, and my daughter's birthday is this weekend, and she's having a 13 kids sleepover. Are you sure that's safe? Whoa! Yeah. You want to announce that? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: just a first question that pops be, into my head. Be who the hell's that. idea was this? Yeah. And Who's, and and at what point do you get to like I don't know? Let's say seven, and that's not red flag enough to just be like, hey, can we cap the kids at at seven? Well, actually, <laughs> not to mention ten. I mean, when you get to ten, how do you get to thirteen? I'm sending. Actually, you're right. I am sending three of them home. Um, and <laughs> oh, already. <laughs> so yeah. I, so it, I did. You did. I did negotiate. Three of them are not allowed to spend the night. So you're right. I I did. I I said that. I misspoke. There's um, going to be some I, TikTok. Ten, ten girls. TikTok yes, dances going. Don't laugh at me, fam. <laughs> It's going to be some TikTok dances TikTok. going. Is that how TikTok dances yeah. go right there? <laughs> right. I think that's a little outdated. I mean, I'm not one. I'm not, sure? I'm not hip, but I, whatever they called that, I think that was, yeah, that was <laughs> either 77. They stopped doing that, and uh, I think it came back, you know, oh, in the early man, 90s. and then Good stuff back, right there. Do you want me to tell you this story? So, yeah, set it up. A mariachi band in your neighbor's backyard. Uh, a mariachi band in my neighbor's backyard. and so Now, they live there, right? I don't. Know. Are they just practicing? I don't. I don't have any. I don't know. You have no. I background. can just. I can. Just, Were they dressed up? I can't tell you that either. Because <laughs> you couldn't see. But uh, once I tell you the you story, all it. those questions, you'll know why I can't answer them. I wish I could. Mm-hmm. So I'll just. I'll paint the picture for you, and then you can do what you want with it. But uh, uh, I get home Saturday night from work. Yeah, just so you here. guys know, this is a bonus edition of the Modern Eater Show right now. Jay yeah, is it's giving the end us of the show. Some We've story said, hey man, viewership's starting to bounce up. You know, they see this guy <laughs> about ready to go berserk. You know, they're like, I want to witness this guy freak <laughs> out online. Sna- and you're snapping. And like I'm yeah, because yeah. I mean, here I come, man. I, this my, is this is what you. Always want yeah. me more energy. Mariachi band backyard. Mariachi. Mr. Mariachi. <laughs> so let me just paint the picture. Residential neighborhood in Aurora. Yeah. Okay. Um, quiet neighborhood, but but safe and just normal. Yeah. I call it just normal, right? Yeah. So in my backyard, if you go into my backyard, our ba- my backyard, you know, touches the neighbor from the other side of the block's backyard, and so on and so forth. So two houses down. So not the neighbor that I'm directly connected to backyard-wise, but the neighbor to, to their, you know, north or whatever. I get home Saturday night from work, from here. It was around 9 o'clock, a little after 9 o'clock. And I get out of my car in the front porch, and I already hear this. You know, you knew it was going to be longer. And I heard it, and I'm like, Where, what's this music coming from? Now, I've, no, I've seen a few things over the past couple months on a Saturday night to where you know you have new neighbors because you see some people doing some stuff different, and they're playing some music a little bit louder than is traditionally played in the neighborhood. And reason being, I have a lot of elderly neighbors, right? And, and you know, retired and just in their yard with their fingernail clippers making me look like a horrible person. But so I hear them, I go, okay, that's probably the new neighbors you know but that seems exceedingly loud i get into my home i open my back door to my backyard greg it's like a concert it is a (laughs) full-blown sound coming through my i can feel the vibration bro right 
I go so out. So you're enjoying this. You're like, well, free concert. I'm like. Sounds good. Maybe I should call some people over and have a little party myself, right? No, you're not, into it. No, you're I'm, like, people are having a good time. No, and I'm not into it. But, you're not. But I'm, but, Did it sound good? Good mariachi band? No, they were bad, but I I actually like that style of music yeah. and I wouldn't have anything I wouldn't have any problem in the world if I could hear that they they're playing music down there a little bit too loud or something. Greg, this was just a I'll paint you a picture. I I and so I hear this and I go, this can't be normal. Like this isn't real because how is it it's so loud. It's like, how is this happening? Why aren't my elderly neighbors calling the police every two seconds and shutting this down? Like, that doesn't make sense to me, right? So I'm like, what am I really... Get? So I go out on the deck, and I look down to the house. I made a video of it. I'll show you after the show. I could probably play the audio for it. You could hear well, it from two houses down. So I... So I <laughs> two houses down, there's a live band. Yeah. And so I realize it's not, they're not just playing music. It's a live band. Sure. And I'm like, how would you put a live band in the neighborhood? Whatever. I can't believe that's happening. I don't believe it, but it is. Okay. I come inside. I sit. It's, it's, it's warm, right? It was a warm night. I come in. I sit down. I, what I would normally do is sit in front of my television, prepare my dinner, which is prepared by somebody else. I just open it. Sit down. Watch Netflix. This is the only time in life I'm happy. The only time, right? That's all I want. This music coming from... Their backyard through my backyard, two houses down, is too loud for me to hear my television that's five feet in front of me. I swear to any god you believe. So let me find this video real quick. Okay, it's right. Wait, hey, Greg, didn't an artist once say that if it's too loud, you're too old? You're too old? old? No, listen, and I'm the first person that would say that or make fun of somebody, be like, dude, you're just a little too uptight. Let your neighbors have a little fun. So this this is from two houses away on my phone. Yeah. Okay. In, in your inside of your house by your TV. No, I was I was on my deck oh, you're in on the backyard. The deck. Okay. Yeah, I'll admit and that. And you're recording it why? To so that I have this. Oh, it's not to, evidence for the sh- police or something. No, like I don't that? care about okay, that. This I mean, I will us. call the police next time, but Uh-oh. and I'll get into that. I got the number and everything. I didn't know who to call All that right, night. I probably would have called. All right, this is two houses down yeah. on my deck from my phone. Yeah. Okay. Two houses away, bro. And it's pi- and it's coming in this loud from just my phone. You know, it's not okay, like I, I have a couple questions here. Yeah, Were right. there people in the partying in the backyard? Yeah, but Were there I, cars in the street. And I couldn't see because I don't live on that block. You don't go outside to investigate a little bit. I go walk not, around not for more than my deck. You know, I'm not. So you gonna, didn't care about it too much. Yeah. Well, I cared about the, the inconvenience of it. it in, but here's right? the thing. I mean, but what am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do if there's a bunch of cars out in, in front of their house? What does that do for me? It doesn't change the fact that the music's playing. There's well, a band could back maybe there. maybe a little bit, right? Well, no. I don't understand like, how. Uh, you know, if there's people enjoying. I mean, more tires to slash? Is that what you mean? No. If there's people enjoying you're just like, hey, listen, our neighbors well, are having a party. I'm well, going to just. I already know all that. And, and I, su- I swear, I'm being totally honest when I say. We should have had a poll. This was. This is beyond. Normal. This is be and it went till after midnight. Oh, okay. It went until after midnight, and was I it was it a Friday or Saturday? It night? was a Saturday night. It was a Saturday. And night. how? So how many hours did it go? At least three. Not wait nine, ten, eleven, twelve. At least three that because loud. I got home at that nine. Consistent. That loud. That yeah. consistent. And every time they took like a five minute break, you know, I thought, oh. You know, Popo showed up, shut him down. <laughs> yeah, you know, shut him down. You're happy and, and Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, you'd hear that unmistakable first couple words that a band singer would do before the music yeah, starts, you yeah. know. and, and They and, had to have a party. No, hey, it was a party. Hey, Brian, 
It's working. That band we yeah. hired for the neighbors to play for Jay to go nuts. Dude. To I can't. Go, I, I mean, go I can't believe you just didn't go with it. Go over and join the damn yeah. party. It was Saturday Jay. night. Man, first of Jay, all, make a new friend. The, yeah. First of all, I'm being, I'm being serious about all this. You guys are making jokes no, about we it. Are. The seriousness yeah. is I'm obviously not going to go over there and make new friends. And I'll tell you this much. I Googled. I tried to find a number to call. And I already had it planned out to where I'm just going to say, listen, I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm that person right now that's making a noise complaint. But this is, in my estimation, and just my opinion, I guess, but this, you guys, was way different than somebody playing I music too yeah, loud. I, I mean, this was a band. I'd have been the same way. And, but I'll tell you this much. I can tell you right now. In my phone, I have under Aurora. A-U-R-O-R-A. I would have called the cops already. Aurora non-emergency queued up, and I cannot wait. And I already called them to tell them. That, hey, listen, if this happens again, what do oh, I do? Because I don't want to call. I'm not going to call 911. Yeah. Or I can at least say that, that I didn't call 911 and bother them with this. But I called ahead. Like Monday, I called, and I was like, hey, listen, this is uh, – I couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep. I go to bed before midnight. What if it was your favorite music? It's, man, what if that was like Belle Bib DeVoe over there? Well, my favorite music I, – I do enjoy <laughs> Belle Bib DeVoe. Um, would you have just – Yes, because here's the thing. <laughs> enjoy the whether you Whether you believe this or not, I love mariachi music. Like, it's fun to me. There's good energy. Were They're there always times, having fun. Were there certain times where you actually – did get into it for a second. Like, no. ooh, that sounds pretty good. No, 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 no. I mean, the band I don't think was that great. I don't have any musical talent did, or knowledge at all. Did you have uh, tacos or any kind of no, Mexican no, food no. that <laughs> night? How loud was it inside of your house? Like, Dude, was it so that's obnoxiously the, so, loud it, and you still went inside? In order for me to watch television... I had to close the door to my backyard. I'm sure. You I mean, that's this. the and that's well, I, not would that's a hundred percent truth, AC, man. And I don't have so AC. I have a swamp cooler that has yeah. no motor in it, so that's I'm that guy. You had to wet and freeze another T-shirt just for this event. I don't know why you always tell people about that. And you know what? I I must have reached an age where I just I'd rather just lay there in misery because I haven't done that. Guys, we're going on a road trip next week. I like the story. It was a good story, and your tolerance was pretty good too. You it's probably a, just want to relax. I'll, I'll re- I'm sure everybody's dying for the recap when I shut it down. Uh, TME teamwork, boy, we have just really been killing it. This fall dinner series, putting it together after. I mean, most people would just come off summer dinner series and say, "Hey, that's fantastic. We'll see you next summer," right? God, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Fall dinner series. It's uh, at the. Uh, v- we found another great venue. We're Logan we're, Street. We've just been lucking pretty, uh, out. fortuitous on, I think in that regard. Pete, you know, it's interesting because folks that just were chronics uh, for summer dinner series said that if it wasn't for summer dinner series, my summer would have sucked. Listen, you guys, falldinnerseries.com is what you need to go to now. What is it? Falldinnerseries.com. Yeah, I like Don't that. let your fall suck. That didn't sound Ooh. right. Don't let your fall suck. That, no, that actually, that piqued my, I'm like, their tag. You like that Don't one? let your fall suck. Maybe we should, <laughs> maybe we should <laughs> make it autumn. Don't let your, but it's fall dinner series. Yeah, I mean, don't. Don't let your fall I mean, suck. maybe sucks the, a different, don't let your, don't let your fall apart. <laughs> I don't know. Don't I, let your fall fall that apart. That was terrible. Don't, I like the. I'm gonna don't let, let you tell the jokes. Don't, don't let, let your fall apart. Don't let your fall <laughs> suck. Hey man, don't let your fall suck. So uh, yeah, I like that. Don't don't let it suck. And we've got five great chefs. Chef Alex Idell's dinner. He's, it's doing good, but they're all really on the verge. They're gonna sell out quick. And uh, if you love community, you love. It's kind of a, a dinner theater, really. Um, not only yeah. are you eating great dinner, we're on the microphones entertaining you. 
Uh, then we'll turn the music up and you eat. You'll hear from the purveyors, the, or the ranchers, the farmers, the brewers, the distillers, the winemakers, uh, everybody involved. And we've got some great distill. What are the distilleries? Uh, Breckenridge? Breckenridge Distillery. Golden Moon. Golden Moon Distillery. Meridium Spirits. Family the Jones. Family Jones. Yes. Yeah. And how about breweries? Can you do Bre- that too? Are you ready for this, yeah. Mac? Because Watch, this he's got bre- it. This brewery list will blow you away. I don't know if I'm doing it in order. I'm going to try. You don't have to. But these, but these breweries will blow you away. Um, brews beers. Yep. So if you, you know, uh, that uh, goes without saying. Odd 13 Brewing. Yep. Odell Brewing. Yep. Um, um, hold on. Uh, 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 Ratio Beer Works. Yep. And Tommyknocker. You got them all. I mean, you know, if you know beer, I mean, if you, yeah. obviously if you know beer, you're like, all right, shut up, dude, I get it. If you don't know beer, ask one of your friends to know beer. It's five days in a row. It's Monday through Friday. It starts on the 28th. 28th. Mm-hmm. goes to the 2nd of October. It is the fall dinner series. It's at Logan Street. It's for former uh, Governor's Park here. I mean, hey, listen, if you haven't been there since Governor's Park, you got to do yourself a favor and, and Carboy Winery as well. You want to really get a laugh before we get out of here? Let's just throw it right to Brian Freeman, who's playing with the dog. Brian, name them in sequential order, Monday through Friday. Who are our chefs? First chef is Corey Baker from the Sushi Den, and that is Monday night. Formerly from the Sushi Den. Oh, formerly. Yeah. I didn't know he left. Yeah. Oh, right on. Okay, good deal, good mm-hmm. deal. Yep, so Corey Baker, that is Monday night. Tuesday night, we've got Kyle Mendenhall. Then Wednesday night, we have Chef Alex Seidel. Um, Thursday night, Scott Hibbeneth. And we're we're getting a check on that. Uh, And then we've got Rebecca Weitzman on Friday night. She's wrapping it up. I'll tell you, go check out their menus. It is incredible. They're going to be... On the website, they are. You're going to be. Able We're actually to buy kind of organized, isn't it? Crazy. We're really yep. organized. The team's done a great job. We've got a road trip next week. It's going to kind of be a two for one. Um, the gals from the Colorado Restaurant Association. I don't know. They they must have um, gotten crazy, or I don't know what happened. There's something weird in the water over there. They the, want to go with us. They yeah. want to go with us. So they're so they're going to. We're going on a road trip. To go get all these delicious ingredients for you for uh, fall dinner series. And uh, it's going to be a pleasure to have them go along with us. We're going to head into Breckenridge, into Palisade, Grand Junction, Fruta area. Uh, and then we're going to head down to Durango. And then we're going to sweep across. We'll stop and tell you, Bide, right? Stop and tell you, right? Then tell we're you gonna, ride Durango? Yep, sweep across. And then we're going to jump into uh, the Lamar area. And then we're going to go visit a cal- uh, cattle ranch in Fowler County, Colorado, and then we're going to head up to Pueblo for a day to uh, check in with the Chili Festival, get some chilies for the dinner as well. Then we'll come back, and, and um, so then we'll make a return trip Sunday to visit Fruition Farms. But we got a lot of work to do. we got a lot of goodies to go get you guys. We will be streaming live every single day. Uh, Brian will be in and out, all kinds of stuff. He's really busy right now. Brian, your time is very valuable. We thank you for it. We're going to try and get you on the stream each and every day until we can get you all until we're all back in studio here uh, after the fall dinner series. So we're getting it. Well, clearly he's got more important things going on out there with his cigar and and, and uh, oh and, man, and he's I got a bed to make. Show man, I, I'm making a bed. Yeah, seriously. Oh no, 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 man. <laughs> we're talking. All I did was put a little splash of. Uh, a little splash of Macallan over this big fat rock, so it just really is more water than it is. That sounds yeah. delicious. Um, yeah. More water than it is scotch. 
And, and I had to try these cigars and I just don't get time. And so my kids are at school right now. So the trick is, is when I'm come out for our meetings during the day, I get this little, little reprieve in the day. And then I got to get back and hammer it until about eight, nine o'clock tonight. So no, man, you look good. That. Yeah. All right, it's coming along. See. You should see my basement. That's where I'm excited. The basement has uh, transformed and this uh, project I am doing straight from YouTube. Let me tell you, this is the old guy. So I've recruited the 20 year old to help me. Clint is uh, helping me navigate the YouTube instructional video to uh, set up our, uh, <laughs> our bed from Canada. It's great it. stuff. Falldinnerseries.com. Brian Freeman. He's our dad and yours. Um, we love you, Brian, and uh, good work with that bet. Fantastic. Thanks, Tomorrow man. it's going to be a Friday. Who knows what it's going to bring? Uh, Jay, on hopefully the, on, it brings on, Alex Seidel, hopefully. Oh, cool. That would be great to catch up with uh, Chef Seidel. On this graphic for uh, Fall Dinner Series at Logan Street, September 28th through October 2nd, are you flashing uh, falldinnerseries.com somewhere in there? No. You're, you're not? No. That just leaves that stagnant up there for every single broadcast. Well, I don't Fall like dot com. I'll put. I'll get the well, website. It's on like there, you too. know. Hey, these guys are talking about I mean, it a lot. It, it, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. 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 But okay. you want that up there? Too. I mean, you want our website too? I want a bunch know? of stuff. But, I know. Yeah, Fall I know. FallDinnerSeries dot com for uh, Faith Johnson and Brian Freeman and Jay Parker. I'm Greg Hollenbach. Uh, what else was I going to talk about? I think that was it. Uh, Kyle Mendenhall, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, again, teamwork makes the dream work, and I hope yep. you guys out there. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in, and uh, keep it tuned right here. We'll see you back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. The Modern Eater Show continues.